creativity and feminine flow flourish with strong structure to hold it and contain it. A lot of women who are like super feminine and creative, myself included, have messed with our capacity to create, to flow, to experience pleasure and joy, to receive, to be fully in our bodies by not prioritizing the grounded container of financial well-being. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Welcome back to the show, my friend. This show is about helping you to be healthy and fit in mind, body, and spirit, as well as harmonize your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your intuition, your true source of power, and awaken your authentic self. So if health is the number one requirement in order to have a good life, and if you're not sure about that, just ask somebody who doesn't have it, right? Number two is probably wealth. Wealth. What does wealth mean? It means to me, security, safety, being able to provide for your own needs, to have shelter and afford to pay rent or mortgage, to buy healthy food, to be able to uh, just buy things that help make your life better, right? We need money. We need finances. We need currency. And you know that expression that money is the root of all evil? Well, guess what? That's actually a misquote. It's an incomplete quote. That quote comes from the Bible. And that full quote actually says, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. So what that saying is, is when we worship money, when it's the priority, when we put it above all else, above love and being true to our values and, and caring about other people and how our behaviors and thoughts and actions affect others, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. But money itself is not because something I've learned that you've probably heard before as well is that money is just a magnifier. Having more money only enhances what's already inside the person. So somebody that's a benevolent person and has a good heart and cares about others or you know whatever, all those beautiful qualities, if they come into more money, they're just going to help spread that more in the world. Whereas someone who maybe has alternative motives or is self-centered or God knows whatever, nefarious, if they get more money, they might use it towards things that we might think of as not so good. So don't be afraid of wanting to have money and wanting to be abundant and have finances. It's, it's a beautiful thing because it can be a gift to others because it liberates you. It enables you to feel secure and safe. And what you're going to learn in today's show is it's, ne it's necessary in order to liberate the feminine in us because the feminine is the flow. It's the freedom. It's the butterfly popping around. It's 
I heard an expression, someone said that it's the flag waving on the flagpole of the masculine, the masculine being the flagpole that's steady, solid, straight in the ground. And the feminine is that flag waving in the wind. Isn't that a great analogy? So the feminine, in order to be liberated, needs a solid container. And that solid container, the masculine, is a foundation of financial wealth. It's a foundation of financial stability. It's having money. It's being resourced. So this is a very, very important show because what you're going to learn today from my guest, Ann Mahler, who's become a mentor of mine, is that the money system, if you're American, the financial system is not what you think it is. It's, I have been doing a deep dive on this ever since the pandemic hit in March of 2020. I've been looking for ways to secure my financial stability. And unfortunately, what I found was the financial economy, as far as the, you know, even the global economy is very parallel to the medical health economy and industry in that there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, there's a lot of fraud, there's a lot of misrepresentation, there's a lot of conflict of interest, and uh, we have to really become an informed consumer and do our homework. So I did mine. And today's show, I'm going to share with you the result of my research. I'm super excited. It's been an answer to a prayer. It's helped me to feel more secure and more than I even had hoped for because I found a beautiful community of people that are freedom loving, that want others to be abundant and have security and wealth and understand the financial system so they can thrive. And that's why I'm thrilled to share with you today's show with Annie Muller. And if you want to check out Annie's first appearance on the show, where we get more into her personal story and, uh, and basically how she got into what she's doing now, being a mentor for many in this field, you can check out her first appearance on Awakening Aphrodite, episode 168. Annie is a fascinating woman. And for that matter, if you didn't know, because actually I didn't mention this in episode 168, she is the daughter of the one and only Dr. Christiane Northrup, who has been a mentor of mine for my whole career. So over three decades, Dr. Christiane Northrup is a pioneer in women's health and physic and fitness as well as metaphysics. She's an OBGYN. She's the real deal. And she is a, she, to me, she's the embodiment of the warrior goddess because she's not afraid to put it out there and speak her truth. Love her. So she's Annie's mom. So here you go. If that gives you any hint. Also, if you're interested in more on financial health and wellness and creating your own financial abundance, check out episode 158 with my guest, Josh Trent. We talk about financial bliss and also episode 107 with Jason Picard, who was a mega, mega, mega successful trader on Wall Street. And he had a major pivot as well. He had an epiphany and now is doing a bunch of other healing work in the world. So before we get to the episode today, where you're going to learn so much about what money really is, what's real money, what are real assets, how to secure yours if you feel ignorant, unconfident, overwhelmed, or confused, then, you know, this is going to be very valuable for you. And depending on how old you are, what generation you were born in, if you were in one of the older people or even in my generation, as women, we were never encouraged to learn about money, to, to be financially responsible. It was always kind of, oh, don't worry, when you get married, your husband will handle it. So you might be like, who do I even trust? 
Well, this show is going to really help you with that. We're going to talk about how money is a first chakra issue, like I mentioned, that safety, that security. They're going to talk about the history of the dollar, the history of precious metals, gold and silver. Why are they considered sound money, God's money? Why they've only increased in value over time? And why all the world governments, as well as the most richest of rich people, the elite elite of the world, have are the biggest holders of gold and silver. Why is that? Over almost 50% of all the gold and silver on the planet is owned by governments and the elite. And why can't we, the normal people, find it? Well, there's a good reason for that. We're going to talk about who you trust, why financial security is critical in order to liberate your soul and your spirit. And before we get into the episode, I want to share with you just a couple of quick facts about women and money that I found in my research. Did you know that before the United States even became a nation, the American colonies adopted a British law that stated that women were to be the property of their husbands when they get married? That's right. If you got married, you became property, kind of like cattle or like a sofa. Okay. <laughs> How nuts is that? All right. That wasn't that long ago, a couple hundred years, right? How long has the United States uh, been an independent uh, sovereign nation? Then in 1848, New York passed the Marriage Women's Property Act, which allowed women not to be responsible for their husband's debt and allowed women to enter contracts, collect rent, and receive an inheritance. Wow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Check this one out. 1960. Women were allowed to have their own bank account in their own name. Well, thank you very much. How about that? Now do the math. I'm recording this in, in 2023, 1960, okay? That was obviously less than 100 years ago. You couldn't even have your own bank account. And it got worse. <laughs> in 1974, which is only about 49 years ago, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act passed, and that allowed you as a female to have your own credit card. Wow. Or apply for a loan. How about that? 1974. Before that, and I was born then, okay? You couldn't even have a credit card in your own name. So God help you if you weren't married because how would you even get credit, right? Nuts. So women have come a long way when it's come to finances. It's been estimated that women in the America in the United States control over $10 trillion in assets. That's great. We're going to learn about what real assets are for that matter. And you're going to learn a lot about how to secure your own financial health and learn a lot about financial literacy. Enjoy the show. It's super, super important. Okay. Remember root chakra issue. You got to nail down your safety and security or else you can't feel healthy, free, fit, or feminine for that matter. So let's now join Annie Mahler. Annie Mahler, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited for part two, my friend. Oh, thank you. Oh, look at your puppy. You see, oh, Hi, oh, puppy. Oh, that's Penelope. She's getting a she's getting a haircut tomorrow, and she's uh she's got her little toy to keep her busy. And uh, uh, Nico's on the other side. They they're so funny, you know. They're typical kids. They give them the exact same toy, and don't you know they're fighting for what the other one has? And I'm, yes. And they see me pull it from the back. Look, the same thing. And they want what the other one has. Isn't that life? 
Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to get into a really important topic. And I just remind everybody, like I said in the intro, to refer back to the first appearance on Awakening Aphrodite, your amazing episode number 168. We talk about your story. We talk about helping people what to do when like your life didn't really turn out the way you planned and you kind of have to pivot your career and your life and how you tap into your intuition to understand kind of how to navigate through that very scary time. You shared some real brilliant practical wisdom for us and that's episode 168. Today, we're getting into a different topic. We're pivoting again. and uh, But this one is so critically important because as everybody knows, my show's about holistic mind, body, spirit, soul, health, and wellness. And we can't have that if we don't have a foundation, a baseline of security. And that means in this day and age, being able to support ourselves, meet our needs, have shelter, food, water, and that will translate to finances. So financial financial health and wellness and security is essential in order for us to be healthy and not basically be walking around stress balls, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk today about finances and your story, Annie, how what you've learned about educating yourself in finances in this current market, as have I, because in 2023, it's seriously some scary times of what's going on in the economy, the world economy, the banks, um, people kind of the, the great wake up, right? It's the big awakening on a lot of fronts and finances is included in that. So we're just going to share with the audience some of the things that we've learned. And as usual, my show is about bringing solutions, possibilities for you to be more empowered. So like I said in the beginning, this is not financial advice. Neither Annie nor I are financial advisors. Far from it. We're just two women trying to support ourselves and live lives that we enjoy and are healthy. And uh, we thought we'd share with everybody what we're finding along the way. Did I get that right, Annie? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, although I don't know if I'd say trying. We are supporting ourselves. Yeah, there you go. I love <laughs> it. Driving. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're accomplishing that. So, all right. Share with us then, Annie, kind of what, in a nutshell, your financial story as far as like what you've discovered, what got you under this path of trying to get your finances in order and what you learned along the way. Sure. Well, I'm delighted to be back. Thank you for the invitation. It's always fun to talk with you. And, you know, I, I would say the for me they're they're kind of two parallel tracks when it comes to money and one is just like the basics of you know paying attention to your numbers and living you know within your means and all of those things <clears throat> and for me that's been an ongoing journey as well and there's a piece that has to do with understanding the system and how basically screwed up it is <laughs> and so then finding ways to empower ourselves within that slash in parallel with that, if that makes sense. So basically I, uh, I learned because I really, as I think I said in the first episode, you know, my, my, my background is I'm an artist and like coach healer, that kind of, that's sort of been my world. And I understood that money was important, but it just, it wasn't ever really my focus. The economy is so funny. My college roommate who I'm going to be seeing next weekend in New York city, um, she was an econ major. And I was like, 
I could not, I mean, I, I have no interest in that at all, except it turns out that, you know, all of this, of course, money is really money. Our um, whole lives are affected by it to, in, in many ways. So anyway, I didn't know this until 2020. Some people who are maybe were a little awake before 2020 and maybe paying attention to maybe conspiracy curious before 2020, as a friend, a new friend shared that phrase with me the other day. And I was like, I love that. That's cute. So some people knew this before, you know, G. Edward Griffin in his book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, yep. the super educational resource. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki obviously has been preaching about gold and silver for ages. One of the, his recent book called Fake is so illuminating. And I, I got it. Oh, it's so good. It's so and good. And it's on audio for everybody listening. Oh, to good him. to know. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So um, anyway, my point is some people knew this before, but a lot of us did not know this uh, because I don't know if they sort of include it in, I don't remember if they include it in history class or I think they must because it's part of our history, but it's just not really emphasized. And um, so when I learned that basically, you know, we had a Federal Reserve that was created. And then in 1944, Bretton Woods created a uh, an agreement where we were, the U.S. was, was the gold standard, was the U- world's reserve currency. So every dollar was backed by physical gold. And so the world economies could, other countries could like count on that as a backup for their own currencies, right? Like collateral. Yeah, like collateral, exactly. And then in, I think it was 1970, 1971, mm-hmm. um, right. I'm just gonna check my notes here. Sounds right, yeah, yeah. Nixon. Um, yeah, President Nixon said he was, I've seen this this clip of, of him speaking on TV multiple times. Basically he said, um, I am going to protect, I'm now going to protect the dollar from the speculators. That was the language he used and temporarily closed the gold window. It's That was in 1971, it's now 2023. So that was not temporary, right? And also I'm gonna back up a minute. So the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. Again, if you wanna learn a little bit more about how um, screwy that whole situation yeah. was, you can read G. Edward Griffin's book. Uh, but then there was also in 1933, FDR actually issued an executive order in which it was illegal to hold for Americans to hold gold coins, bullion, or certificates, which is bizarre and scary. But then that shifted in 1944 with the Bretton Woods Agreement. So we are currently obviously allowed to hold physical gold and silver as Americans now. Um, then in when Nixon closed the gold window in 1971, that created the modern day fiat currency system. And what that means is that then all currencies, the US and pretty much every other one, unless another country took it upon themselves to back their currency up with physical gold or silver, were part of a fiat currency system. And they are that means fiat currency, it's backed by nothing. Fiat is a Latin word that means by force. I didn't know that, by the way, just as a side note, I being I being part of the medical freedom movement uh, since 2020, I mean, I kind of grew up in the medical freedom movement, but it, being part of like an actual movement in, as of 2020, 
I was always around people who were, um, had looked at down, had gone down the rabbit holes in a variety of other areas about what was going on behind the scenes and what we were being told as you know, the public versus what actually was going on. And so people were often saying fiat currency, this and fiat, like our fiat currency. And I, I sort of smiled. Yeah, I, like, nope. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what they were talking about. I nope. just pretended I did. And then I learned this information that I'm sharing about the history of our currency in 2022, uh, actually early, tw- no, 2021 in 2021. And I, and I, I was really, my mind was kind of blown because as you said, before we started, uh, before we started recording, it's basically fraud. Like the system is, um, one of the pieces that I loved in Robert Kiyosaki's fake book is he talks about how basically the elites have gotten wealthy off of marketing fake assets to the, to the masses, which includes the dollar. Yeah, which includes yeah. the dollar. Which is just for the audience, the dollar is fiat currency. Like that's yes. synonymous. It's the same thing. When yes. that's what she oh, yeah, thank you. To. The dollar. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't even know what the hell fiat I never even heard the word. How could I be how could I live this sorry to interrupt, but how could oh, I live okay. this old and not ever even have heard the I word? I know this fiat? is what I'm saying. We know dollars, we know money, but yes. this is what we're talking about. So guys, when she's saying fiat, she's saying your dollars. They're basically yes. there's nothing behind them. Like if you went to the bank and you got a couple of thousand dollars in there, they couldn't give it to you because they don't have it. Exactly. And it's, it's, an, it's an idea. Yeah, exactly. Did you know that apple cider vinegar is a very well-known medicinal food for centuries and centuries? In fact, your grandmother probably had you having a spoonful of it or two if it, for the winter season when colds come on and viruses and people's immune systems are compromised. And for good reason. Apple cider vinegar does so many amazing medicinal things for your body. And of course, it's a real food source, which is what we want. Supplements are great, but you really want to try to get your nutrition and feed that machine of yours with real quality food. Very, very important. Apple cider vinegar actually supports normal blood sugar balance. It helps your weight management. It helps you have a healthy heart. It minimizes cravings and it helps your immune system function better. The reason why I absolutely love the Paleo Valley Apple Cider Vinegar Complex is they contain not one, but five powerful organic superfoods. Each one of these superfoods has its own unique properties and that's why they chose them to supplement the apple cider vinegar in this capsule. Each one of these superfoods helps improve digestion and gut health while supporting the body's ability to maintain normal blood sugar morning, noon, and night. They're in easy to swallow veggie caps. It's 100% pure. There's no fillers, no flow agents, no garbage, no GMOs, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, all very important things, by the way. And they're minimally processed to help preserve the nutrients and best of all, you can use my code AmyFournier10, all caps, to save 10% at checkout. It's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R-10, all caps. Now let's get back to the show. I went to an Ivy League school and a lot of my friends went into finance and were, have been, the people who are <laughs> like creating and selling fake assets 
to get rich. And I'm not saying they're bad people. This is the system that we're raised in realizing that you can be contributing to something that is really kind of corrupt, not kind of is corrupt. So anyway, back to our history. So yes, this is, this is fiat currency or paper money or the dollar, the dollar, or one might call it fake money. Kiyosaki calls it fake money. And any paper money is pretty much, unless you, I know that there are some things happening internationally where some um, countries are going back to a gold, like a gold uh, standard basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that what the reason I love the fact that I love language, I was an English major and I studied Latin and French and did it. And I love the fact that this is called fiat, that this is a, a Latin word that means by force, fiat currency, because it just speaks so well, powerfully to what it is. So governments and financial institutions can force the money through economies by printing more money. And in 2020, they went on a huge printing spree where in one month they printed like astronomical amounts of money. I heard and that, 80% yeah. of all in circulation yeah. produced like in like a short period yeah, of time. In one month. It's so crazy. So they've yeah. sort of set us up for a, well, kind of, they've sort of set us up for a crash unless you're not paying attention. Like I just was listening this morning to um this, this gold and silver expert and finance lady named Lynette Zhang. And she talked about how you know, when you're doing, when you're increasing inflation by like 2% at a time, people, it's like the frogs in the frogs in the boiling water thing. People don't really notice, but when you start to do it faster than that, it start. that's when people start to notice more. So over the course of like from 1913 to 2013, our dollar lost 96% of its value. And in 2013, this dollar, it says $1, still says $1 on it, by the way, but it's actually was worth five cents in 2013 and now it's 2023. So it's worth less than that. And so every single fiat currency in the history of the world has failed without exception. Some people have what I believe is the hubris to believe that the United States will be an exception because we have, frankly, have been propagandized that our country is the best and did it. And there's a lot about our country that's amazing. But the fact is that the system is 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 not set up to withstand um, what has been created because it's all based on fiat currency, which is part of the reason why like some states are doing some stuff of their own to switch like Texas. I think it's going to be backing their currency with gold. I mean, you know, Texas has been doing its own thing forever. And I bless Texas. I know. And I actually was listening to an astrologer named Pam Gregory. Oh, sure. I love her. I, I love her. Yeah. With the full moon in Sagittarius video she did recently, because we had a full moon in Sagittarius on Saturday. And she talked about how based, literally based on the astrology, uh, there is a, it's very likely that our, the move for us, that number one, digital currencies are quite likely, but that she said that based on the astrology, they're less likely to be centralized the way that sort of the powers that be want them to be, and more likely to be decentralized and have like micro currencies, which I feel like is already starting to happen. Like you could have... Mm -hmm. 
a currency in Texas. You could have a currency in another state. You could have a currency in your town. And then I have no idea how that will all integrate with like the larger national situation. But basically, then what once you learn about this and how completely ungrounded this is, that's why it make that's why when we have like a friend of mine calls it eggflation. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> right? Share yeah. our friend Sharon. Um, because you know, you start to see these things, everything keeps skyrocketing in price and often in many many situations industries etc the wages and salaries do not increase right so people are struggling but if what has happened over and over and over and over again history has shown that um when people are in a country where the fiat currency fails those who have physical gold and silver or sound money have more leverage and more safety and more security because this is recognized all around the world as having value. And she's holding up a gold coin. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I forgot. No, that's all right. It's hard to do. Yeah. I'm holding up an American Eagle, which is my favorite form of non-collectible. Me too. Um, Yeah. Right. It's beautiful and it holds value and people- just for the audience. So basically everyone that, that is an authentic silver coin is what she's referring to. And, and maybe you should just explain this, this term sound money. So bottom line is what she's saying is fiat currency, the dollar versus the dollar, which is something that is not, uh, backed by anything. It's not real. It's not, it's not, uh, it's really just you need more, they just print more. There's an exhaustible supply. It's just as soon as, as long as the printing press works, there's, you know, there's an infinite amount of dollars that could be put in the economy, which translates to inflation. Therefore, the more common something is, the less valuable it is. And that's what inflation is, is that, you know, the value of the dollar with more dollars in circulation goes down because it's not unique. When something is priceless and unique or hard to get, or one of a kind, that's when it's considered to have value. And that's why what's considered to be precious metals like gold and silver, not only are they tangible actual things, like, you know, they're they're like, you know, like if you can hear, they're like a rock, you know, it's a tangible thing. You can you can crack your teeth on it, as opposed to, you know, the idea of a fiat currency, a dollar, which isn't tangible. Um, and there's a limited supply. Is it's an it's an exhaustible resource. There's only so much gold and silver in the world, which I'm sure you're going to get into. Which is why all the governments and the wealthy have been hoarding it since the history of time. And almost half of all the gold and silver in the world is owned by governments and the wealthy. And while they're telling us that we don't need it or shouldn't get it, it's got to make you think. You know, it does, mm. right? Like, I mean. Mm. It, it doesn't always make sense to look at like, what are the people like in any sort of game, which frankly, the economy and money is kind of a mm. game mm-hmm. to look at what are the people who are quote unquote winning doing there and is there a way that I could do that even on a humble level. Like Kiyosaki always says, you know, cause he, put, he issues these videos that he's really intense. And I think he yep. can scare people sometimes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that's what we need to wake up. But when somebody says, well, what do, what do I do if, you know, I didn't, I haven't been collecting gold 
you know, um, stacking gold and silver for decades like you have. Um, and we're in very tenuous situation already now in the economy. And he goes, start, just start, like Absolutely. get a silver dollar, get you know, a few, whatever you can do is better leverage than just having paper money. And um, when people, <coughs> you know, in countries, when a fiat currency fails, um, what happens is people are literally standing in lines for f- this. I'm not going to say this happens every time, but it's, I've just heard the story over and over and over again mm-hmm. from multiple people who have, who have experienced this in Venezuela, in um, the Ukraine at one time, it, you know, all kinds of places where basically you're standing in line with a huge stack of paper money to get buy some bread or toilet paper, which we all know is a commodity. And then if you have some physical silver, or gold, you have, you can get what you need more easily because, well, for one thing, it's more compact, but I love what you said also about um, what it feels like. It, it's heavy and it just feels good in your, in, it feels good in your hands. Um, so because it's real. Yeah. Cause it's real. It's a, it's a tangible, real thing. And, you know, in Venezuela, they were literally just throwing the money around the street because it had no value. It was like, you literally could just wipe your mouth with it after you have dinner. Like it didn't mean anything. Whereas in the history of humankind, gold, silver, precious metals have always not only retained their value, but increased in value. It's the opposite of the dollar. It's only gone up the value is more. So it's a way to secure, or or, or I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but why don't you just go ahead and continue actually? Well, sure. Yeah, no problem. It is, I mean, it is, I love that it's it's grounded. Like you said, it's yeah. real. And actually when you were talking about, you know, the supply and stuff, part of what I think is so fascinating about this is that it is part of the reason why gold and silver have held their value over for over many decades, if not, I think maybe centuries, um, is because it's a, it's a, a human effort equation, how much it requires of human effort to create an ounce of gold or silver that hasn't changed. Whereas everything else with fiat currencies does continue to change. And I just want to be really clear. I, I don't, um, I am an eternal optimist and I'm not necessarily, and as you said at the beginning, we're not financial advisors or economists. And I personally, don't choose to believe that our entire country is going to collapse. Uh, I think that there will be solutions coming and I don't know. I just believe that. I don't know what those will be. Although I, at the end, we'll talk about how we have connected to one particular solution, but I do feel that having physical gold and silver as a rainy day fund uh, as security, as like a prudent reserve, something to count on when the thing, when the, you know, shit is hitting the fan, which it is, excuse my language, is really a very smart way to take care of yourself. And if you're doing all of the stuff around your financial wellness and clarity and empowerment and not paying attention and not involving gold and silver in your strategy, I really think that you're you're doing yourself a deep disservice because if it's all fiat money, that it could become basically worthless overnight. It could. So it's already seeing, you're already seeing like, again, inflation, the value of your dollar gets you less because the value of it is is 
appreciating over time. And that's exactly. what this whole thing is about. Yeah, exactly. So um, basically, oh, also you did say something that I thought was really uh, important. It's, is that, is that a strategy, a diversified strategy when it comes to gold and silver includes both non-collectible, which is bullion and collectibles, which you mentioned the uniqueness and the rarity and all of that collectibles are, I've, I didn't know anything about collectibles mm -hmm. um, before I started learning about all this. And now, of course, being an artist, I've fallen totally in love with them because each one, they can be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. They can be connected to some sort of mythology that you love or a historic event that means something to you or whatever. And it's amazing what they can do with the creativity of the design and plus it's art. Yeah, it's it is, art. it's mm -hmm. art and, um, Inc. Magazine uh, published an article showing that the wealthiest families use five main assets to protect and grow their wealth. And those are exclusive real estate, fine art, precious metals, um, oh, gold and silver. Oh, and rare coins, rare coins. Rare coins. So, and that is, I personally am not in this moment in time in a position to get real estate. Perhaps I probably will be in the next few years, but you know, the real estate bubble is also a whole other thing, which I'm certainly not qualified to yep. speak to, but that's plenty of people who are, do real estate also get into gold and silver and rare coins because of, because of the value in having diversified strategies. Yes. Well, Annie, you know, this might be a good time for me to jump in and just share quickly. My story was that I saw the writing on the wall in 2020 with everything going on with you know, the lockdowns and the power of government and, you know, everybody lockstep in narrative with, uh, you know, all the things that we are being told. And that's when the economy started getting shaky and we got the, you know, the, the stimulus checks and people not working because it was cheaper to stay home. And, um, you know, the banks started failing and then inflation kicked in and okay, the writing's on the wall. And as, uh, one of the founders of the company that you and I are both loving and involved in, which we're going to get to at the end of the show. So hang in there, guys, because we got a solution for you. But his last name, his first name was Josh. What's his last name, Manny? Anderson. Anderson. He mentions that he says that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, guys, we're seeing smoke. We're seeing smoke. The signs are coming. It's not a matter of really if. Like the economy's going to tank, it's a matter of when. Okay, the bottom, the ship is starting to shake, everybody. So we're we need to get educated about okay, like we're doing today on the show with Annie's help. What's going on with finances? What are we really talking about? And now we need to be empowered because I started looking for options to the dollars. Like how can I, how can I secure my finances so I can support myself, and how can I diversify? Because anyone that was an expert was talking about you need to diversify. It's it's just a good, wise practice, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like, you know, so I started looking for gold and silver. But Annie, I couldn't find it anywhere. And I would tap into some of my very well-connected and even some of my financially well-off friends. They didn't know. They'd say, Amy, I don't know. I don't know where you can get gold and silver. I would do Google searches, whatever. I even called a financial advisor. I called banks. And of course, they were like, oh, no, you don't want to do that, of course. Yes, naturally. And, uh, so I was like, what's going on here? It was kind of like ivermectin. You couldn't find it if you needed it for COVID treatment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, what's going on here? Why can't I find something that works? 
So that's what led me down the, the rabbit hole here of like, wow, and a great resource to diversify, to help give me other options of an asset that is increasing in value. And I don't know where it's going to go, but it sure gives me a sense of security knowing that I have something of real value should and when the shit hits the fan. So is there anything you want to comment on, on how the sense of security that you might have and particularly um, because of the fact that if we don't, like I said in the beginning of the show, have a sense of financial security and, and safety, we can't be healthy and fit and buy healthy food and just have peace of mind. It's impossible. And you want to ruin your health, the best way to do so is to be a stress ball and be worried about paying your bills. Totally. Yeah. I mean, for, well, for sure, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard this before, but like, there's a statistic that the, the highest number of um, heart attacks happen on, in, in happen on Monday, Monday morning, morning because people are so stressed out um, and miserable, unfortunately. Um, so that's very sad. And uh, yeah, financial stress, also financial stress um, is also a leading cause of divorce. Hmm. And as we discussed before, you know, my mother's work has been around the second chakra for women, uh, you know, women's health. And that's where money, sex, and power live in the second chakra. It's like your pelvic area. This is true for men as well. Um, and I will just say that personally, I actually have literally experienced, I know I discussed in the previous episode, some of my, you know, some of my health, my sort of health journey has been primarily in the realm of my menstrual health, right. And hormonal stuff. And I actually have literally experienced an improvement in that. And with, by getting physical gold and silver and grounding myself in this particular way financially, which I think is, I think that says something about what it does to your nervous system. You know, I know I can hold this and I'm holding up a you know piece of silver again because um, I love holding it. But also, you know, I recently back to Texas, I was recently about to take a trip to Texas and I was hearing from some people in, you know, the freedom and patriot movement that maybe there was going to be um, a disruption of the communication systems, which of course we've heard that a million times. Who knows if yeah. it will ever happen? But it's good to be prepared just in case. And I was like, oh, I'm going to another state. And what happens if I end up having to stay longer than I planned? And uh, because I've sort of been in this like little safe bubble of living in Maine, you know, near my family, it's very different from being out on your own, which I've done before in New York forever. But anyway, so, but that was also a different time, right? Mm -hmm. So I looked at my balances of my physical gold and silver and my collectibles. And I was like, and by, and by the way, some of my physical gold and silver are stored for me somewhere else. So that feels really safe to me as well. And I looked and I went, okay, if something goes wrong and I have to stay somewhere longer or whatever, I have options and I have security. And I was trying for years to create what I was caught, what I was taught to call a prudent reserve. And I could not make myself do it and leave it there. Right. Um, for very long. And now I don't know why there's something about the psychology of it. It's a physical thing. It's so much easier to just stack your assets and have it build up 
And so, yeah, now I feel, I literally feel safer moving around as a human being on the planet, knowing that I have this. I think it's just a primal thing, Annie. I mean, come on, it's got to go back to our DNA, like something you can see, feel, touch, yes. you know, like how, how, how does that not make sense that, you know, the digital currency idea is just, it's so nebulous, you know? So it has got to be that first chakra, not only the second chakra, but that first chakra issue of our sense of safety and security. And, you know, if we don't meet our first chakra needs, which is your, your legs, your feet, literally grounding in the earth and our sense of tribe, community, family, if those, if that's foundation of that pyramid is not secure, and this is where finances come in too, then every chakra on top of that, on, as you ascend that pyramid, is on literally shaky ground. And people might be familiar with Haslow's uh, uh, hierarchy of needs yes, yeah. and how that foundational level is, is critical in order to ascend and tap into those higher realms of self-actualization and, and bliss. And all. you're not going to be in bliss if you're starving, you know, and you don't, you know, and you're, again, you're just afraid for your own security. So yeah. we're tapping into helping people secure their financial tribal basic needs by possibly getting educated and how to do that is to the money system and diversify um, because the whole the whole financial system of human evolution evolved from this idea of bartering. It was a barter system, you know, like you might've been a blacksmith and someone else might've been a chef. Yeah. And then that one was a cobble maker, you know, or a carpenter and you would just barter services. And then eventually that didn't, as the world started to grow and expand literally in geography, that didn't really make sense. So then they started to have like what was known as collateral, which has its root, uh, root uh, word that I learned from Robert Kiyosaki or mutual mentor, um, in cattle, cattle, because they used to trade in cattle. That's yeah, how that yeah. word came from. And so this is how the whole thing evolved was something tangible and real. And this is what we're getting back to is, is to having real assets, something that can really support you and that you can build your pyramid and have that foundation of security. Yeah. I love that you said that. And, um, it's, you know, it's part of a larger picture, right? Like a lot of people I know are, you know, educating their children at home, growing their own food, or at least yeah. acting with local farmers. Like there's a whole thing of getting more and more sovereignty and empowering yes. ourselves and connecting with local community and all of that. And this is part of that. And this can, physical gold and silver can be part of a bartering system. I think we probably will have maybe some bartering going on. And that is one aspect of it. And also when you said about the hierarchy of needs, you know, it's funny, I feel like I have spent a lot of my life going the other direction, like top down yeah. in that yeah. pyramid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's been my path. And, and it's, I think it's interesting when somebody has the capacity to be in those, like, I don't want to say upper levels because, but in the pyramid, it's upper levels, right? Yeah. Even when their security isn't, isn't stabilized, which has been my experience. Yes. But true. there are limitations to that. And I, and I do want to just share that I noticed in, um, like at the beginning of these last few years, 
of, you know, the, I don't know what we want to call it, the attempted great reset, the great awakening, the pandemic, the whole whatever, right? In the beginning, I started to, my intuition started to like get fo foggy. I, I, and I was like, is my pineal gland getting blocked or like what's happening? And I think it was a lot just to do with, I, there was so much transition and so much stress and I kind of went into survival mode. Yeah. And now that I have anchored myself with more financial education, sovereignty and empowerment and stability, it's coming back. Well, you, we know the fight or flight response is it yes. turns off the frontal lobe Yes. You your higher learning centers, your executive center shuts off because you're, you're too busy trying to survive. So that's why some people think that the powers that be, the deep state behind this big agenda are trying to keep us in a chronic fear state because yes. that disables our critical thinking, that disables our ability to observe and think for ourselves and think, does that make sense? What do I think about that? What's my experience? As opposed to just reacting in a fear state, we can't, we can't access that penile gland, that higher intuitive center when we are afraid and you are going to be afraid if you are worried about paying the bills. Yeah. And, and with everything going on, it's, you know, it's, uh, it is a lot to be afraid of, you know, mm -hmm. and I do want to speak just briefly to what you said about like the stock market and the banks being like, no, that's not a good idea. And da, 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 yeah, da. first off, I, I know a lot of people who have lost a lot of money in the stock market and are really mm -hmm. glad that they at least have some gold and silver and collectibles. Um, so there's that. I don't have that experience because I didn't invest in the stock market before this, but I feel for you if that's your experience. <laughs> And I would, and based on what I've observed with others, it would be a good idea to maybe make some different decisions. But also, um, the you know, I personally believe that there are good people. That most people are good, and most people are trying to do the right thing and help help others, and of course, take care of themselves and their families. So, in the financial sector. Most of those people are good people. They're not necessarily trying to take advantage of you, but often they have been trained to poo-poo physical gold and silver. They have not been trained in it. Just like doctors have not- I was not just going to say that. Same thing. Health, right? Same They've been thing. trained in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't mean they're a bad person. Nope. It just means they're following what they were taught and it didn't occur to them to, to start to look outside of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so- um, same thing in fi in the financial world, yep. it's very common for people to talk to like their finance, a financial advisor and be told not to get into gold and silver. I so was. yeah, it happens all the time. Um, unless you start listening to people who are educated about gold and silver. Um, well, and or you look at history, like yeah, you or look at history, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, like you, success leaves clues. Why yeah. have all that wealthy and rich and all the governments have it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, like after um, the Silicon Valley bank thing happened, JP Morgan bought a ton of gold. China is buying all the gold and silver too. Just like the land, they're buying all American farmland, them and Bill Gates. Yeah. So you got to pay attention to what the elite are doing. And so rather than listening to what people say, we have to listen to watch what they do. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line across any industry and human nature right? To say whatever you want, but I'm going to watch your actions and then weigh it against the wisdom of my own heart and what feels right for me. And I know what feels right for me. I 
don't know much at all about gold and silver. But Annie, I know it makes me feel better to think I don't have all my eggs in one basket. Should the fiat currency shit the bed like it probably will, I will at least have some other ways to barter of something of value, something that has only proven over time to increase in value, unlike the dollar. And let's just hope it never happens. But in case it does, I've got a little nest egg, a little backup. And, and if I had my druthers, I would also have a little farm because yeah. at the end of the day, you can't eat gold and silver. You sure can't eat fiat paper dollars, but these are tangible things that we need to live. And that's where community comes in, like you said, getting a little more self-resourced. So, and this is why, you know, a lot of people are calling this the, the great awakening because we just were in the slumber of like delusionment. So it's very painful but it's very empowering. And this is what's bringing the show to you, everyone. And I'm so grateful, Annie, you're a super busy lady, taking your time to educate us because we just didn't know. We weren't taught this. We weren't aware, but now we can become aware and dig a little deeper. And before we get to the end, because I want to be respectful of your time, can you briefly talk about this point of how getting our finances a secure whether that start with an education and then literally securing them is an essential component to allow ourselves to tap into and liberate and express our feminine nature. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there are a lot of people who teach about this even more deeply than I do, but I certainly, um, I experienced it more uh, fully myself lately than I did before. basically the way I look at it is like feminine energy needs a container and creativity needs a container. I mean, as you know, my background is, is acting. And, um, even if you're doing improvisational acting, there's always a structure to the improv game or the, whatever, there's a structure. You don't literally just get up on stage with another person and like with no structure whatsoever. There's specific, every improv game has specific rules to it. Basically, creativity and and feminine flow flourish with with like strong um, structure to hold it and contain it. And actually, another person that we know, uh, Blake Davis, who is is also one of the leader leaders of this community that we're resource that we're going to share about later. Um, he says, "Freedom. What is it? It's something like freedom. Discipline breeds freedom." Yeah, it's something like freedom um, comes, like grows within the guardrails of discipline or something. Yep, yep. And it's I've experienced that. It's true. true. And money is um, the numbers do not lie. Money is like very tangible. It's very especially if you're using real money, gold and silver. It's like it's grounded. It's real. You can't like pretend it's different from what it actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I guess our government sometimes does, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So therefore, in terms of an individual lived experience, you, you have, you have what's in your bank account today, you have what's in your wallet, et cetera, or maybe in uh, some other assets. But so basically what, what has happened for me, and I've certainly observed this over the years, even before my gold and silver journey, that a lot of women who are like super feminine and creative, Um, and I'll speak myself included, have 
mm, how do I want to say this? Messed with our capacity to create, to flow, to experience pleasure and joy, to receive, to be fully in our bodies by not prioritizing the physical, the grounded container of financial well-being. Well and right. And um, and I've experienced both sides, both ends of that. And uh I just I just know that like, mm, okay, I'll get a little personal for a second. <laughs> so my journey with partnership has been a whole journey, right? And I know that I am I'm gonna be in a I am in a completely different place to receive the kind of true partner that I want now than I would have been when I thought I was going to have that right in my twenties and thirties, because I, I didn't know it at the time, but I think I was so like kind of scattered because I was in survival mode. So it was, I was either in survival mode or denial basically. And so, right. (laughs) But if I can, when I'm like in this place of I am, I have created and I'm continuing to create this, this like super solid container, then I can be met to, I can receive more. Like my nervous system is just literally more stable to receive more. Mm -hmm. And then like inspiration can come and creativity and in just in a different way. I have created creative projects that have basically been on hold. I've, I've been thinking about doing for literally years and I'm now finally actually taking the steps of doing them because I have like room to breathe. Wow. So back to your nervous system. And this is something that I've been learning about too, as I've gotten older, Annie, is that the older we get, the more it's about regulating and taking care of your nervous system. And back to the point of we're kind of, whether it be purposeful or not, we're chronically in a state of, of, of anxiety as a, as a culture, as a world. As a, as a species, as a race. And that's not good for your nervous system. We wonder why we're all so tired all the time and we're all so frazzled and overwhelmed. And, you know, uh, this is, this is a problem that people have, even with their finances, they, they just don't, they just don't feel educated, you know, or, or, or informed or confused. And who do I trust? And who do you believe? I mean, there's all these big issues going on about who do you trust these days? And, and like I mentioned in the intro, depending on how old the, the viewer or the listener is in your generation, in my generation, we, we weren't encouraged to understand finances. We, it was always like, oh, your husband will take care of that. So A, that's assuming you're going to get married. Yeah. And, and B, that's just completely not, you know, uh, reinforcing or like I said, encouraging our financial uh, literacy and uh, responsibility, you know? So my generation and older didn't, we don't know about finances and God forbid, like how many women, well, again, depending on the listener's age, but you, their mother, grandmother, if, if the father, grandfather passed away prior, the, the, the woman left probably didn't know anything about the finances or how to, how to balance a checkbook or where, where money was or what to do or how to take care of herself. The kids might have to step in and literally have to help her financially manage her life because she just didn't know. So, um, this is, it's a different day. It's a different age. 
And uh, thank you for sharing your personal stuff. You're certainly not alone. I can assure you yeah. that there's plenty of people that just heard that that's like, me too. Yeah, totally. So, and also, yeah. Sorry, I just want to say about Please. that generational thing, because I, I feel like, I mean, we're not super far apart in age, but I, but I think there is a little bit of a generational difference. My generation was not, was not given that message for the most part, my generation is below. So I, it's fascinating. And that's, it's like a whole other conversation. Um, really I, like, I know you had Alison Armstrong on and yes. that was, like the conversation about the masculine and the feminine is so rich. And it's like mm. one of my favorite topics, but so I'm not going to go into a lot of it, but my, what I want to say is that I think that there is a, some sort of middle ground that many people and that many partnerships and just individuals are finding now, which is, it's not about like, um, you know, don't, it's not about, oh, I'm not worrying about the money. Like I'm going to marry somebody and my husband will take care of that or whatever. But it's also not about, I have this all to myself and I'm going to have to do it all myself and I can't depend on a man ever, right? Yep. Those are two like opposite poles that women really over just the past few generations have been kind of navigating through. Yep. And I think there's a new way of being around that that is coming out. And, um, you know, honestly, that's one of my favorite thing. It's uh, the resource we're going to share is, is, um, not necessarily about that, but it has been a refreshing part of that community for me is there is this really lovely balance of like really healthy masculine energy supporting the feminine in the community. And I think that's amazing. So it's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not coming from a place of like, well, now I have to take the reins all myself, yep. but it's, there has to be some responsibility because otherwise, yeah, there are sometimes, and I've talked to women who do like, sometimes they really put themselves in bad positions by completely tuning out on it. And that's sad. Yeah. So, and, and, and dangerous because God, you know, the whole get hit, get hit by the bus thing, you know, it's just, it's just, it's kind of, it's frankly kind of childlike, you know, you're, you're not being responsible for your life. And, um, and I'll just add to on that masculine feminine note, uh, one of my favorite phrases I learned from a mentor of mine, Dr. Ibrahim Karim, who's the founder of Biogeometry, and um, he was on the show, actually the number one episode of my show oh, nice. was with him. He talks about his thing is that the masculine feminine, uh, as, as opposed to like in the 70s and 80s being, um, you know, counter each other, they're, they're complementary. Yes. You yes. know, they're, they're meant to go together. They're meant to the ebb and flow to support each other and respect the attributes of the other because they work in complement. They're yes. synergistic. They make each other better. Yes. They're meant to be in harmony, you know? So whether that be within ourselves, our own masculine and feminine essence, or in partnership with another human being in a relationship, it's that de delicate balance of harmony, the ebb and the flow. When you're doing sauna in the sauna space and you're detoxing with the light therapy, you're fueling the cell. You're giving the cell more energy and essentially making the detoxification less stressful. There's a lot of people who, due to uh, their health situation, 
can't really handle a regular sauna. People with autoimmune issues, people with thermoregulatory problems where they, mm. they get hot and cold and uh, maybe even they've been told by their healthcare provider like you can't handle a sauna. We find that with our approach to sauna, it's more gentle. One of my primary missions is to make sauna accessible and enjoyable too and, and really fun. Sauna space. This is truly one of my all-time favorite things that I've ever bought in my entire life. And I'm not saying this lightly. You can use my coupon code at checkout to save some money, which always helps fit Amy TV five. All this is on my website under my recommended products e-store. Now let's get back to the show. So Annie, let's now bring the cat out of the bag and land yes. the plane. I know that we keep like- yeah. Referring to what we're talking about. So I'll just say that, you know, this whole thing has been an answer to a prayer for me in my three-year journey of really looking on the regular for, again, an alternative, a resource, an education, a place to get gold and silver to help secure my own finances. I came across, thanks to your mother, because um, I am a big fan of hers, Dr. Christiane Northrup, um, and she had mentioned that she found a resource for sound money, gold and silver, a, a reputable, safe place to get it. And uh, and little did I know that not only was I going to find this amazing place where I can procure it safely, but I was going to get so much more than that because I got an education on finances and I got this huge community, this huge tribe of people that are like-minded, heart-centered, reputable, they have integrity, uh, they're interesting, they're fun. And uh, I got so much more. So God made me wait a while to find this, but it was so much, and it's going to be like my house. It's like a long wait, but it's not only is it going to be worth the wait, but it's going to be more than I could have even hoped I could have wanted. And that's kind of, that's a, that's a big bill up for what we're talking about people. And what do you want to share with people about what we have, what we both have discovered? Yeah, so it is a resource and community based around gold and silver, and it is uh, what I'd like. What I'd share about it is that it is it's fun, it's safe, it's educate, it's educational and empowering. And there's education right inside there. Uh, we're let's see some key pieces to know are this resource only sells inventory they have, which is very unusual in the gold and silver space. You also can purchase fractional amounts, meaning you could literally be putting a dollar towards an ounce of silver every day, every week, every month, whatever you can afford. Which is unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. 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 And um, it's there are some things they're doing with technology that are totally groundbreaking. And like you said, you know, it's not a political organization per se, but I certainly have found that many people who sh who are show up there are freedom oriented and like minded. And so we'd love to have you come learn about it with us and see if it's a fit for you. And it's really an amazing, they're, they are a leader in the gold and silver world and helping people of all walks of life, all backgrounds, all financial situations get access in a functional, versatile, safe, easy way. Yes. And I'll just say to people, you know, at the very least, I hope you got out of this episode today with Annie, Annie and I that, you know, to, to find out more about the financial system that you're operating in and to, to get a little more educated as to the reality of it, to consider diversifying, to protect yourself 
and that might be purchasing gold and silver somewhere. If you do, uh, make sure it's from a reputable source. And like Annie said, if you want to find out more about what I'm doing and where I'm resourcing myself and with Annie's help too, you can check out the link that will be in the show notes where you can contact me and we'll set up either a nice group private Zoom with more information with Annie and I and uh, to get you started. And it's super easy. And that's nothing I love. We're all super busy. I'm, and I'm, I don't want to become a financial expert. I just want to be able to buy my organic, you know, dog food <laughs> and have my little house and, you know, do my show and have fun friends like you, Annie. And, you know, let them do the work for me. I just want that piece to be like, check, got that all set. So if that sounds like you, this might be something you want to explore a little more. Check out the link in the show notes. It's also on my website. If you forget or whatever, just go under financial freedom, which I love that name because we can't be free if we don't have our finances locked in. And um, it's we'll, we'll get you more information and you can decide if it's for you. Fabulous. Annie, any last words? Um, just a little, just to say, uh, G. Edward Griffin is a member of this community, this resource that we're sharing, which I think is a high compliment because I have deep respect for him. He is the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island and an expert in um, the economy, mm-hmm. sound money, what's really going on. I, I mean, he's been educating people about awakening for a long time. He actually even was a, did a little cameo on the um, the live cast they did of The Great Awakening with, with Mickey Willis over the weekend. Oh gosh, you know, I just saw that and I'll have yeah. to go back to look for him. Yeah, it's a little cameo at the uh, before they actually show the show. Oh, the cool. Anyway, so, um, and we would love to connect with you and share this info with you. It's been absolutely um, so fun and absolutely life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. And I get to connect with wonderful people like Amy, uh, through this. So we'll look forward to seeing you on a zoom. And I'll say for everyone who saw that or listened or saw the first episode of Annie 168 on the show, we were referring to this episode. We kept referring to the pivot in her career from being a successful singer and actress in New York City to then living in Maine and what she's doing now. And it's given her just a new start on life and just a, a whole new identity and freedom and fun. And, and I'm, I'm right there with you. So you guys, that's at amyfournier.com backslash financial freedom backslash. That's where you can find out more. We'll hook you up and you can decide it's for you. If you forget, look at the show notes, look at uh, my website and uh, Annie Mahler. Thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody, thank you for listening and watching. We're about solutions. We got to do this thing. If you want to support me, the best way to do so is to leave a review, subscribe, share this episode with the person you think that needs it. And you can check out all my favorite products on my website under my e-store recommended products. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. 
Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.